This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We've got her now, Jaleesa Raps, good afternoon. Hello, did you hang up on me, Jules? I would never hang up on you. We do that whole, you you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Uh, Eric had some kind words to say about you on the text line, Jaleesa. So, Eric, we how, ask and thou shalt receive. So, Channel 7 reporter, SEN host, is on the line. Right. Now, 36 points to 18, J.A. Kangaroos, very impressive against the Kiwis. The defence was outstanding. And I think the concern, well, not concern, but he's going to have to do a bit of homework, Michael Maguire, because they did it without Tino. They did it without Payne Haas. And, of course, no Nathan Cleary, let's not forget, the premier number seven on the planet. But you've got a veteran by the name of Daly Cherry Evans... He's not far behind him, and you had to catch up with him. Yeah, it's interesting to see what Michael Maguire does because I don't imagine he'll make any changes to his side. He's kind of already playing the full-strength side. We'll know for sure what side is named in a couple of hours or at least the first drop of the side in in a couple of hours. Um, But, I, I mean, the Kangaroos, they have depth galore. So you would imagine that Tino and Payne Haas come back in but um, I mean the players that played there obviously did an incredible job and it's two very different approaches Uh, even in Albury when I was in Albury last week with them the Kangaroos are very relaxed you can tell they're a very seasoned team that have played together a lot their training is a little bit more relaxed they um, kind of do their own thing a little bit more. They haven't actually trained on a field yet in Auckland. They've done a little bit of pool stuff. They've done a little bit of um, other recovery weights, but they haven't actually hit the field yet. Whereas uh, New Zealand, they hit the field today at Eden Park, and I went and watched what I was allowed to of that, Mm. which was uh, the start of it. So, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot to work out, Michael McGuire. And I did have a chat to Daily Cherry Evans, uh, earlier today, and just about his form in particular, like what has happened to him to just have this really good run of form this year. And he actually said it's the sense that the end is near for him. Like he's 34, I think, in March mm. um, next year. So he's starting to get to the back end of his career. And he said he really wanted to make it into the squad. He, he didn't necessarily think he'd be the number seven with Nathan Cleary obviously having that preference in the World Cup and then we've seen him get injured Uh, but he said he just still wanted to be able to make the squad so it's that sense of urgency about the end of his career and obviously he'll come up against Kieran Foran as well who's in the similar boat his old sort of partner at at Manly so Mm. uh, yeah interesting to see them come up uh, against each other. It's a nice kind of philosophy, isn't it, when you start to get a bit older? I mean, you say 34, which is he's not old at all, of course, but I suppose in, in rugby league years it is. But, you know, he's a guy that, that's supremely fit and he's got an intelligence that's off the charts and you've got to stay ready. You thought he'd definitely be behind Cleary and, and sure enough, the MCL, the grand final and oh, DCE get your call up. But it's, it's nice to see that these players are, are really appreciating the privilege of representing their mm-hmm. country. Because a lot of the time this whole idea of, of passion for your country unfairly, I think, gets sort of sheeted home to the Pacifica players. Oh, look at them crying during the anthem and Stephen Crichton and whoever. And because the Australians don't necessarily react like that, 
there's this sort of false suggestion that they don't care as much, which is really far from the truth. I think that is really far from the truth for for the players. I I think perhaps some fans um, across the board that could be true. Like I I do think um, the Samoan and New Zealand fans just just even by the way we saw the crowd turn out in Melbourne that was meant to be a home game and it certainly didn't feel like a home game with all the New Zealand fans there. So I think maybe that sentiment resonates a bit more with the fans. I agree with you, Jules. I don't think it does with the players at all. I think it, it means so much to them. And this camp in particular, I've really noticed Daily Cherry Evans, the work that he's put into the younger players, um, particularly Nico Hines. He was really, um, really helping Nico with his confidence with his game and, and wanted to be that kind of guiding person for him and what he actually said today about that was that it was the vulnerability that Nico had shown after a state of origin that made him want to do that he said if he hadn't sort of spoken publicly about that or I didn't know that I wouldn't have had the desire to work with him but when Nico came out and said how much it had hurt his confidence and um, how painful that Mm. period was he said that he was just really drawn to kind of rectifying that for him. Yeah, lovely to see. You know, couldn't happen to a nicer bloke who thoroughly deserved his selection. And even, you know, Flegler, or try telling Dylan Edwards, for example, that, you know, he doesn't give everything or doesn't mean everything to him to play for Australia. They saw how he got mobbed by his teammates after scoring on the weekend. I think he missed his brother's wedding as well, uh, having got the call up. And that was so thoroughly deserved. Look, we're going to run into the news headlines, Jay. There's a lot happening in this last hour of the program. Just before we let you go, uh, how good was Travis Head with the bat top of the order didn't miss a beat on Saturday night oh so good that was actually a very painful um night but uh, I'm glad I stayed up because it was after the I came back from the game and then I thought put the cricket on I was texting a few people who went to bed they said oh this is over the Aussies will be fine and I stayed up watching it and it was such a thriller but all is well on the ladder again. The ladder is looking a bit more formal than the cup ladder, a bit more what we predicted. <laughs> That's right. And England rooted to the bottom of the ladder. They'll probably get us on Saturday night, won't they? You can just see it happening. That, that's divine. Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah, it was a tough weekend for New Zealand, but they soldier on. Always good to chat, J.A. Thank you. We'll speak soon. We'll catch all your great work on the Saturday. No, Network. you hang up first. Oh, you hang up. Okay, well, how about I'll count to three, we hang up together. One, two. Okay, two. Three. Three.